Hi, I'm Joseph Walter, and this is Loving Theology. So whenever I'm faced with a decision, I try to do the good Christian thing and pray about it. I try to get a sense of peace so that I know whether God wants me to go this way or that way. Things start getting difficult, and maybe something happens that, that makes it harder to achieve the objective that I thought God was leading me to. And then I start thinking, oh, oh, I, I see what's happening here. I just misheard you, God. You're trying to get my attention and tell me that I missed it. And this is something that happens, I think, to a lot of us. And it's something that even happened in the Bible. You see, whenever Moses came to the Israelites, he told them, God has sent me to free you from the Egyptians and from your slavery. And they all cheered. They even worshiped God. They were excited and they believed that God was with him to set them free. God's path for them took them through bumps and twists and turns. And whenever they started experiencing those, for example, whenever the Egyptians took away their straw, once they had to make bricks without straw, they simply threw God out of the equation. And they went back to Moses and they said, you have done us wrong. You know, God judged between us and you. We didn't do anything wrong. You deceived us. You said that God had sent you, but obviously he didn't. This was just you talking, not God talking. And I think that it's something that that we all do at different times. And we look at circumstances like an omen. Now, an omen isn't a word that we use very often, but I think it's a thing that we do very often. And you would look at these circumstances or look at this event and you would decide, is that a good omen or a bad omen? Is God with us or against us? So don't be discouraged whenever your circumstances are difficult. Whenever your circumstances are difficult, it doesn't mean that God isn't with you. In fact, it might mean that God is with you because his leading is often consistent with difficult circumstances. Now, God can sometimes use signs to help comfort and encourage us, but that's very different from omens. See, an omen is mysterious and relies almost exclusively on interpretation. We don't know what God's trying to say, but a sign is totally different from that in the sense that it is explicit in confirming something that he already told us. The most famous sign probably in the Bible is the story of Gideon's fleece. God first talks to Gideon and tells him what he wants him to do, tells him where to go. But after the conversation, Gideon's a little bit unsure. So then he says, okay, God, if that was really you, then do this thing for me. And of course God does that. And then he goes, okay, well, why don't you do this thing too? And God was gracious enough to do that as well. God can do things in the natural to help build our faith, but that's not the same thing as looking at our circumstances and then starting to think, oh, maybe God's trying to tell me something here. Now, that being said, God does use circumstances occasionally to get our attention. But Psalms makes it clear that that's not where he wants the conversation to end. See, in Psalms 32, verses 8 and 9, it says this, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. And then it says in the next verse, Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. He doesn't want to simply curb us with bit and bridle to get our attention. Instead, he wants to teach us and instruct us. God sometimes does use circumstances to get our attention. And once he has it, he wants us to take that next step into a conversation with him. Whenever you feel peace from God that you're called to do something, but then circumstances get difficult, don't take that as a sign that he doesn't want you to do it. But ask, go back to the conversation. Why are these circumstances difficult? Do you have a purpose in this? Or are you trying to get my attention? Did I miss it? God, let's talk about it. But I think that still leaves us with this question though of, will God answer that question? I think that we look to our circumstances because it's sometimes it's hard to hear God's voice. And that can lead us to wonder whether or not God still speaks. So let's talk about that. Does God still speak today? 
Because we read these stories in the Bible about how he spoke with Gideon or he spoke with this person or he spoke with David. And we're like, God, why don't you do that now? Why is it so hard to tell if you're speaking to us now? Maybe it wasn't so obvious to Gideon that God was speaking to him. Judges 6, 16, the Lord said to Gideon, but I will be with you. Whenever we read that, it's obvious to us that God was speaking to him, but it wasn't obvious to Gideon. That's why in the very next verse, Gideon responds by saying, show me a sign that it is you who speak with me. The people in the Bible were just as curious as to why God wasn't answering them. Even Job complained about this, and his friend's response helps to illuminate the subtlety of God's communication. In Job 33, 13, and 14, Elihu says this, Why do you contend against him, saying he will answer none of man's words? For God speaks in one way and in two, though man does not perceive it. So we may not always be certain if God is speaking to us, but that uncertainty is nothing new. That uncertainty is that same uncertainty that Job experienced, that Gideon experienced, that David experienced, that Moses experienced, that they all experienced. But because we have the accounts in the Bible, we feel confident that God was speaking in those times. But I think that we can be just as confident that he does speak today. In fact, if anything, it might be more easy to hear from him today. And let me explain why. You see, people in the Old Testament had to rely on prophets to know what the Lord was actually saying. They could perhaps feel his conviction in their heart but they needed that prophet to speak to them. But we're different. We each know a prophet personally. A prophet's role is simply to hear God and to speak that forth. And that is precisely the role that is described for the Holy Spirit in John 16, 13. Jesus explained, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, that he will speak. So the Holy Spirit is our own personal prophet. And why did God do that? Why would God give us our own personal prophet? In John chapter 16, verse 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you. You see, he gave the Holy Spirit to the disciples because he still had many things to say to us. God has given you the Holy Spirit precisely because he wants to talk to you, precisely because he still has many things to say to you. But how do we do that? How do we recognize whenever God is speaking to us? How do we know whenever it's his voice talking to us and not just our own thought and prayer? Because that's where the rubber meets the road. Next time, whenever you join us, I really look forward to sharing this analogy and, and showing you how God revealed to me how it is that we learn to recognize his voice so that we can be confident that he's speaking to us. I hope you'll join us.